The Critical Seven Rules to Understand People, written by Scott Young, August 2007. This headline might sound a little bit overreaching. Clearly, a rule can't define something as complex as human behavior. But despite this, I found most people tend to make the same mistakes. The mistakes are frequent enough that they can create conflicts later. So if you can remember these seven rules, it will help you avoid making these mistakes in understanding people. People skills is about being nice, friendly, and interesting, duh. Most of the books I've read on dealing with other people either make two claims. One, incredibly obvious stuff that most sensible people understand, even if they haven't always mastered it. Things like being nice, being considerate, etc. Or bizarre and complex theories that may explain some behavior, but it is difficult to generalize. Between these two, I found that there seems to be a gap of information that can be applied generally, but it isn't always obvious. And these frequent mistakes tend to cause most of people's conflicts, social errors, and emotional upsets. The seven. Here are the seven rules I'm talking about. Rule number one, never blame for malice what can be easily explained for by conceit. People don't care about you. This isn't because they're mean or hurtful, but simply because they are mostly focused on themselves. So consider this hypothetical pie chart showing the variety of thoughts a person has. So in it, 60%, let's say, would be self-directed. So thought that's directly about oneself or one's goals. 30% would be about other people, but typically in relation to oneself. So how other people influence and impact your life. Does so-and-so like me? Does my boss approve of the work I'm doing? Maybe only 10%, perhaps even less, is true empathy. Imagining someone else's life from their perspective, not merely from your own. So in this example, many of the thoughts are self-directed. My goals, my problems, my feelings. Another big chunk will be directed towards relationships, but just on how they affect me. What does Julie think of me, and how does my boss evaluate my performance? Do my friends like me, or do they see me as irritating? Only a small amount of time in this model is spent in genuine empathy. Empathy is the rare event where one person actually feels the emotions, problems, and perspectives of another person. Instead of asking what Julie thinks of me, I ask, what is Julie thinking? Within that 10%, most people then divide attention between hundreds of other people they know. As a result, you would occupy only a fraction of a percentage in most people's minds, and only a couple percentage points in perhaps even a deeply bonded relationship. Even if you are in another person's thoughts, it is how your relationship affects them, not you. So what does this mean? Well, first of all, embarrassment doesn't make a lot of sense. Since others are only focusing a small portion of their thoughts onto judging you, your self-judgment is overwhelmingly larger in your consciousness than it is in the minds of other people. Second, people who appear to be mean or hurtful don't usually do it intentionally. There are exceptions to this, but generally the hurt you feel is a side effect, not the principal cause. Three, relationships are your job to maintain. So don't wait to be invited to parties or wait for people to approach you. If you want to have an interaction with someone, you have to try to initiate it. Rule two, few social behaviors are explicit. Basically, this rule means that most of the intentions behind our actions are hidden. If a person is feeling depressed or angry, usually the resulting behaviors distort their true feelings. If I feel you snubbed me, I might hold my tongue, but ignore you later. The old joke is that Women use words like fine and go ahead when they really feel the opposite. 
but I've noticed men do this too in polite situations, although often not in exactly the same way. The application of this rule is you need to focus on empathy, not just hearing a person. Demonstrate trust, build rapport, and learn to probe a bit. By focusing on empathy, you can usually break away these subversions and get to the heart of the issue faster. The other application of this rule is that most of the time you feel something, nobody else knows about it. So don't get angry when people aren't responding to you. If you deceive with your thoughts and your actions, don't get angry when you fool people. Rule three, behavior is largely dictated by selfish altruism. To say everyone is completely selfish is a gross exaggeration. That ignores all the acts of kindness, sacrifice, and love that make the world work. But I would also argue that most, if not all, but most, behavior does work from the principles of selfish altruism. Selfish altruism is basically win-win. It's when helping you directly or indirectly helps me. So there are a couple of main categories where this applies. First, transactions. If I purchase a car, both myself and the dealer benefit. I get a vehicle, which I want, and the dealer gets money to improve his lifestyle and business. This is the predominant form of selfish altruism between people who don't have emotional bonds. Two, familial. Blood is thicker than water. We are designed to protect people who share our genes. This can sometimes shift towards extremely close friends and loved ones as well, but it means that we tend to have altruism in mind when we are really trying to protect a part of ourselves. Number three, status. Helping someone is a sign of power. Many species of primates will offer assistance as a sign and demonstration of dominance. People act similarly, offering aid to boost their self-esteem and reputation. Implied reciprocity. Many relationships are based on the idea that if I help you, one day you will help me as well. Occasionally behavior falls outside this group. Nameless heroes dying for causes that don't help their bloodline. Volunteers devoting their time towards humanitarian missions. But these are the minority, whereas most actions can be explained by some form of selfish altruism. How do you apply this rule? You understand the motives of people and appeal to them as though they were selfish. Find ways to help people within these four categories and don't expect people to offer you aid outside of this selfish altruism. It isn't impossible, but it isn't likely. Rule four, people have poor memories. Ever been told someone's name at a party and then forget it later? Another rule of human behavior is that people have trouble remembering things, especially information, as you'll recall in rule one, that doesn't apply to themselves. People are more likely to remember your similarities than your differences, unless they were emotionally incensed by them. Recently, I even broke this rule. I made arrangements to talk to a person I hadn't met before on the phone. Even with my normal foolproof system of calendars and to-do lists, a few spontaneous schedule changes caused me to miss the call. I quickly apologized and made a new arrangement. But the fact is that most people don't have organized productivity systems or detailed calendars. People are forgetful by nature, so once again, don't assume malice or disinterest if something is forgotten. The other side of this rule is that you can demonstrate reliability by having a good memory or system if it doesn't fail you. Rule five, everyone is emotional. Perhaps this is an exaggeration, but the core of the message is that people tend to have stronger feelings about something than they let on. People who regularly have outbursts of anger, depression, or flamboyant enthusiasm are generally frowned upon in most cultures. I believe this is especially true of men who are often expected in Western cultures to be especially stoic and not experience a wide range of emotions. 
The application of this rule is to not assume everything is fine just because someone isn't having a nervous breakdown. We all have our own individual problems, angsts, and upset that can normally be contained. You don't need to call people out on their private deception, but being sensitive to those underlying currents gives you an advantage in trying to help. The alternate application of this rule is similar to rule number two. People generally assume everything is fine unless you had to blow up. Rule six, people are lonely. This is another broad generalization, but it's amazing how many people who seem to have it all suffer from bouts of loneliness. As social animals, I believe people are especially sensitive to any threats to becoming ostracized. In our prehistoric times, exile meant death. So loneliness and the desire to be with other people is a strong urge. The application of this rule is that loneliness is fairly common. So in that sense, you really aren't alone. I used to be bothered by this when I felt alone or as an outsider in a social group. Although I'm still human, I found recognizing this feeling to be fairly common as a way of minimizing it. Rule seven, did I mention that people are self-absorbed? So this may sound like a reiteration of rule one, but I believe the application extends beyond relationships in your emotional state. The fact that people tend to be too concerned about themselves to give you much attention, that people tend to be lonelier, more emotional, and feel differently than they let on, applies to much about how you view the world. If anything, this perspective should make you more proactive and independent. Once I started really learning these rules, it made far more sense that I needed to take charge. By placing your individual happiness in the hands of another person or people, you ignore all these rules and do so at your own peril. I like to take an optimistic but realistic view of people. People who are generally trying to do their best but make mistakes and suffer from unintended self-absorption. In other words, they're basically like you. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud, please consider rating my show. It helps other people find it. For more episodes like this, please visit my website at scotthyoung.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-H-Y-O-U-N-G.com. Thank you.